Good morning. Welcome to Mary Queen of Peace Parish as we celebrate the second Sunday of Advent. A special welcome is extended to those who are visiting with us today and to anyone returning home to our parish community. You are always welcome here. Uh, announcements. The Little Sisters of the Poor and their volunteers will be with us after all Masses this weekend to collect for their mission. Your contributions enable them to continue their work of caring for the elderly poor. This Thursday is the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. It is a holy day of obligation. See today's bulletin for the Mass schedule. Also in today's bulletin is information on the upcoming Christmas brass concert, the Tizay service, and the Mass schedule for Christmas. Assisting us today are lectors Tina Preisner, Terry Rogers, Irene Hearn, Randy Kelly, our altar servers Dan and Nick Rogers, our interpreter is Maggie Stewart, I'm your cantor Madeline Agello, our organist is Bill Brinzer. And we got some flutes and guitars. <laughs> Our celebrant is Father Michael Stumpf. Please remain seated throughout the entire Mass so that the interpreter may be seen. Please join with each other in singing our opening hymn, The King Shall Come When Morning Dawns, number 414 in your hymnal. 414. <laughs> Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Celebrating this second Sunday of Advent, celebrating the presence of Christ among us and anticipating with greater hope and joy that kingdom that we'll be celebrating at Christmas, we at the beginning of this liturgy pause for a few moments of silence, invite the mercy of God into our lives so that we may be more awake and aware of God's presence with us.
Gathering our prayers together, let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, may no earthly undertaking hinder those who set out in haste to meet your Son. But may our learning of heavenly wisdom gain us admittance to his company. For he lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Once again, during the Advent season, we get to hear some of the greatest prophecies of hope. And this year, during cycle A of the readings, we're hearing all the prophecies from the prophet Isaiah. Today's reading, notice how when leaders and the people of God lead and live in justice, it brings about peace not just for humanity, but far beyond that, even to the animal kingdom and the cosmos. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. On that day, a shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, a spirit of wisdom and of understanding, a spirit of counsel and of strength, a spirit of knowledge and of fear of the Lord, and his delight shall be the fear of the Lord. Not by appearance shall he judge, nor by hearsay shall he decide, but he shall judge the poor with justice and decide a right for the lands afflicted. He shall strike the ruthless with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Justice shall be the band around his waist, and faithfulness a belt upon his hips. Then the wolf shall be a guest 
of the lamb, and the leopard shall lay down with the kid. The calf and the young lion shall browse together with a little child to guide them. The cow and bear shall be neighbors. Together their young shall rest. The lion shall eat hay like the ox. The baby shall play by the cobra's den, and the child lay his hand on the adder's lair. There shall be no harm or ruin on my holy mountain, for the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the Lord. As waters cover the sea, on that day the root of Jesse, set up as a signal for the nations, the Gentiles shall seek out, for his dwelling shall be glorious. The word of the Lord. A responsorial psalm may be found at number 994 in your blue hymnal. reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, whatever was written previously was written for our instruction, that by endurance and by the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to think in harmony with one another in keeping with Christ Jesus, that with one accord you may with one voice glorify 
the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome one another then, as Christ welcomed you for the glory of God. For I say that Christ became a minister of the circumcised to show God's truthfulness, to confirm the promises to the patriarchs, but so that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing praises to your name. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. John the Baptist appeared preaching in the desert of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It was of him that the prophet Isaiah had spoken when he said, a voice of one crying out in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. John wore clothing made of camel hair and had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locust, and wild honey. At the time, Jerusalem, all Judea, and the whole region around the Jordan were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. When he saw many of the Pharisees and the Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce good fruit as evidence of your repentance. Do not presume to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God can raise up children of Abraham from these very stones. Even now, the axe lies at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I am baptizing you with water for repentance, but the one who is coming after me is mightier than I. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. 
His winnowing fan is in his hand. He will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into his barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I realize the first thing I have to do always when I'm wearing this thing is to explain to people what I'm wearing, right? For those of you who've been a part of the parish community now for many years, you know that usually during Advent, you get to see this once a year, right? This is my John the Baptist vestment, right? Doesn't it look like John the Baptist? Ah, I see some heads now. Yeah, that's right, right? So um, this vestment was made for me by, it's probably the only one of its kind. <laughs> it was made for me by a woman from a previous parish because I gave a homily that said every parish needs a prophet every once in a while. We need to hear the challenge of a prophet in our lives, what they do for criticizing and energizing so we can experience more the kingdom of God. And so later, a month or so later, she shows up with this vestment. <laughs> and I always also have to say, there is purple in it, so it's liturgically correct. but prophets wouldn't be accepted in the diocese either. So who cares, you know? <laughs> and so this Christmas, as we're preparing, excuse me, this Advent, as we're preparing for the celebration of Christmas, what I'm talking about is prophets and prophecy uh, because sometimes what we need to really experience what Christmas is all about is not a pastor's Christmas, but a prophet's Christmas. And so last week I began, of course, you can always go back to previous YouTube recordings from our website or our YouTube channel to kind of build the whole picture. But last week I talked about how prophets help us to be awake, right? And they help us to be awake. And I used a visual device, right? And this, of course, in Pittsburgh is called a gum band, right? Thank you, Pittsburghers, Pittsburghers. Okay, so I got my gum band. Um, so what they do, because they sometimes seem crazy, actually, they seem to talk out of two sides of their mouth. They sometimes seem to talk at one time so gloom and doom, and at the other opportunity, they, they speak su such hope and imagination. And so what they do is they keep the tension, which is what, makes a rubber band work, right? That's the purpose of it. So they hold the tension to help us be aware. Well, this weekend, I want to talk about repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's at hand. Oftentimes when we think of prophets, we think of someone who is predicting the future, right? Isn't that what we think of when we think about prophets and prophecy? Someone who's predicting the future. Once again, that's wrong. That's not what prophecy is all about. As a matter of fact, prophecy is about the present. It is about the here and the now. And they speak about the inevitable consequences of what our attitudes, our actions, our behaviors, our values or not, our justice or injustice, our faithfulness or unfaithfulness brings to the present and the current reality. So they're not talking about the future, they're talking about the present and how things affect the here and now, and how the kingdom of God is being experienced or not in the here and now. And so to do that, once again, they help create the tension, and they do so by criticizing 
that which is wrong and energizing towards that which is good and right. They criticize and energize. And I love those signs, by the way, right? They criticize and they energize, right? <laughs> Isn't that great? We're going to learn those at the end of this Mass, right? So that's the tension, criticize and energize. Now, now, now again, so, so the criticism, of course, is naming the injustices, the brokenness, the sinfulness, the unfaithfulness, and the consequences that has right now, right? It's naming the energy, the hope, the imagination, the unity, the peace, the mercy, the love, the possibility, and what that means in the present. Now, let's hear how that happened in today's readings, both the criticizing and the energizing. John the Baptist. Right? John the Baptist. He does it in a subtle way, doesn't he? You brood of vipers, right? Talk about subtlety. Not, right? Not at all. You know, it calls them a pit of snakes, for goodness sakes, right? Uh, so, so, and then, not only that, not only is he naming within his own very religion, right, at the time, with his own religious system and practice, how unjust even the official leaders are, his very being, his, his actions, every, a matter of fact, actually, John the Baptist, at least from the Gospels, he's the criticism, right? He has very little energy. He doesn't do much energizing. He leaves that to the Christ. He's the one who prepares. He does the criticizing. Everything he does and is in every action is, is pretty much critical. He's outside. Just, just talk about where he is. He's outside. He's away from Jerusalem and the temple. He's in the desert, right? Which is supposed to be a reminder of the desert experience of the Exodus, He's wearing camel hair, right? It's supposed to be a reminder of Elijah, the prophet, who they thought would come back before the Messiah arrived, right? And, and Isaiah, excuse, excuse me, Elijah, Elijah, yeah, uh, right, thank you. Um, he was very, he lived a very simple life and he a actually did a lot of criticism, right? <laughs> right? So, um, and so he's wearing something. His food, by the way, uh, we know from the other gospels that he's actually the son of, of a priest, <laughs> son of the priestly class, Zachariah and Elizabeth, right? Uh, so so he's, 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 he, he would be, at his table at home, be eating all the meat and things from the sacrificial offerings that are happening in the temple. But instead of being the carnivore, he's the vegetarian, right? <laughs> eating locust and honey, right? And here's one more final criticism, by the way. Instead of the temple sacrificial offerings to atone for sin, which people have to pay for and stuff, right? He's outside in the desert, in a river, freely <laughs> offering a ceremonial washing, unapproved, <laughs> right? Unapproved ceremonial washing and freely offering forgiveness for repentance of sin, right? Everything of who he does and is, is criticism of what is going on in the world around him that is unjust, that is oppressive, and is not leading to the kingdom of God. That is the criticism we hear in these readings. Now, let's go to the energizing. <laughs> Do you hear that amazing prophecy from the prophet Isaiah? Uh, can you imagine what experience of a world like that would be, a kingdom like that would be, where the Spirit of God was so upon leaders and upon the people that they lived in justice 
and particularly in care and compassion for the poor and the vulnerable, right? Can you imagine a system like that, a living like that, an attitude like that? Because what that does and the hope and the energizing that does, it, it not only affects humanity, but in the prophecy, even gives a sense of hope for all of this ecosystem of, of animals where the leopard is lying down with the calf and the lion and the ox or a cow are, are browsing together. Nobody has to kill one another anymore, for goodness sakes. What an amazing prophecy of hope and energy. And remember that criticizing and that energizing are not supposed to be about the past or the future. They're supposed to be talking about how that affects the very now, the present, our very existence here. If we can hold that hope, if we could address that criticism. This past uh, week, I had the opportunity to get together with my family. Um, my younger brother, who moved out of town this past year, came back into town. So I got to see my nieces and nephews. And so my brother, his wife, and their three children, we were gathering together at my parents' home for a day or so. Um, my nephew, my youngest nephew, um, is named Sam, Samuel. And uh, Samuel is a ball of energy, by the way, ball of energizing. I, I kind of describe him as a little human wrecking ball, right? He just, just crashes through stuff. He's just, right? And so we're sitting at table together and we're having some basic conversation and my younger brother, Kurt, says to my nephew, Sam, Sam, what's the best part of your day today? Sam goes, no, highs and lows, highs and lows. I wanna talk about highs and lows. So what's that? And so my younger brother says, okay, Sam, what are your highs and lows? And then my younger brother goes around the table to everybody who's sitting at the table and says, okay, my niece, what's your, my, my mom and dad, mom and dad, what's your highs and lows today? And, and I guess this is a practice that they've tried to develop, especially since they moved, <laughs> which probably brings lots of highs and lows for the whole family, right? Um, so, so every once in a while when they get together with table, they just talk about their day, and they do so by talking about their highs and lows. And so Sam says something like, my high was playing darts with my Uncle Mike. <laughs> you know, and his low is something like, I got to go back home tomorrow, you know? But, but if you think about that simple practice that really kind of hit me profoundly, when we talk about our lows, we're actually naming the struggles of ourselves in the world around us. In some ways, I want to say there's a criticism there, is there not? Right? When we talk about uh, the low of the experience of the day, oftentimes it's come because of maybe our own, my own human brokenness or, or, or my attitude <laughs> or the way somebody else treated me, which was awful, right? Or the leadership and work. <laughs> Not in this organization, by the way. Leadership in this work is top notch. Don't answer that, Bill. So, right, so it really is, when you talk about your lows, you're talking about things that could be better, struggles and brokenness that happen in our relationships, our lives, our world, our very selves. We talk about our highs, we talk about what gives life. We talk about what gives energy. Oftentimes we're talking about connectedness and love and, and, and good working relationships or, 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 or mercy and forgiveness or, or beauty in the world around us, right? And so talking about highs and lows, right? That's what this is. That's what prophecy does. That's what it helps us to do, to criticize and to energize so that we can somehow name and experience more fully the kingdom of God present here and in our lives. Last week, I challenged people to think about before 
before they go to bed? What were some of the good and bad things that happened? This week, I want to encourage you and challenge you not just to hold it to yourself, but to share it with someone. Talk with someone that you know and love, in your family, in friendship, sometime throughout the week today, and you're in conversation, say, hey, what were your highs and lows this week? What were your highs and lows today? And talk about those to some extent. Because what that does is that helps us to experience what profits are, how profits, and I want to say God, how God wants to see the world and experience the world around us. Because God wants us to know and experience his present in the here and now. And in order to celebrate Christmas to its full, we have to be able to both criticize and energize. For the kingdom of God is at hand. We together pro profess our faith. I'm going to ask three questions. Response to those questions is, I do. Do you believe in God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the only Son, our Lord, who was born of the Virgin Mary, crucified, died, buried, rose from the dead, and is now seated at the right hand of God the Father? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting? This is our faith that we profess through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Trust in the kingdom and the compassion of God, we offer these needs and prayers. Our response is, come Lord Jesus that the church may grow as a model of peace and respect, both among its members and with all people, we pray. Come, Come Lord, Lord Jesus. Jesus. In the words of Pope Francis, Mary, Queen of Peace, comfort the martyred Ukrainian people and obtain from the heads of nations the strength of will to immediately bring the war to an end. We pray. Come, Come Lord, Lord Jesus. Jesus. For an end to gun violence and for all those afflicted by the shooting in Virginia this past week, we pray. Come, Come Lord, Lord Jesus. Jesus. For all those celebrating birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, and baptisms this month, we pray. Come, Come Lord, Lord Jesus. Jesus. For all those on our prayer request list in the bulletin, that their pain and suffering be eased by our prayers. We pray, come, come Lord, Lord Jesus. Jesus. We go forth in union with Pope Francis' intention for the month of December that our elders be cared for, respected, and encourage the education of future generations. We pray. Come, Lord Jesus. For all those who have died in our parish community, especially Eric Huber, 
Virginia Lundy. Joseph Milcarrick and Joseph Tarquet. May they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. God. Come, Lord Jesus. We remember today Thomas Ballow and Joseph Hovannik and all the intentions present on the altar along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts. We pray, come Lord Jesus. Calling on the loving intercession of our patron and mother, we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Mary, Queen of Peace, pray for us. Please join in singing A Voice Cries Out, number 416. Pray, sisters and brothers, my sacrifice and yours will be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. In the Lord, accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and good Lord. 
Lord, be pleased with these humble prayers and offerings. Since we have no merit to plead our cause, may you rescue us by the power of your mercy. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just. It is our duty and salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, through Christ. For he assumed at his first coming the lowliness of human flesh, and so fulfilled the design you formed long ago, and opened, us, opened for us the way to eternal salvation. That when he comes again in glory and in majesty, and all is at last made manifest, we who watch for the day may inherit the great promise that we now dare to hope. And so with angels, thrones, dominions, hosts, and powers of heaven, we sing a hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim. Indeed, holy Lord, the font of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray, sending down your spirit on them like the dewfall, that they may become the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed, he entered willingly into his passion. He took bread said the blessing, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, saying, take this, all of you, and eat of it. This is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, again giving thanks, gave it to his disciples, saying, take this, all of you, and drink from it. This is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, we celebrate the memory of his death and resurrection, and we offer you, Lord, the bread of life, the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to stand in your presence 
and to minister to you. Humbly, we pray that partaking in the body and the blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church, which is spread throughout the world. Bring us to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, with David, our bishop, with all clergy and all who serve and lead your people. Remember also all of our sisters and brothers who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face and have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the blessed Virgin Mary, the Mother of God, with the blessed apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, that we too may be co-heirs to eternal life, to praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Please rise. Trusting the kingdom of God here and to come at the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. Deliver us from evil, Lord. Grant peace in our day, that by the help of your mercy, we may be freed from sin, protected from all anxiety, as we wait in joyful hope, the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory of yours. Lord, you said to your apostles and to us, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sin, but on the faith of your church. Grant us peace and unity that's in accordance with your will for you live and reign forever and ever peace of the lord be with you we share with one another some sign of christ's peace
Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are we who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. For those celebrating with us virtually, we offer an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and I unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. communion hymn number 950. Take and eat. 950.
The Lord be with you. May the blessings of Almighty God be upon you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your lives. Thanks be to God. Our closing hymn is 401, O Come Divine Messiah, 401.